recording. And... Oh, you gotta. I gotta push the button. Mm-hmm. I have to. I have to push the button. Three, one, four. Three, one, four. Three, one, four. Is there an area code somewhere near us that has that? Three, one, four. Or no, three, one, zero is an area code. Oh, we missed. We missed that reference. Hello, JJ. Hello. How are you? I am good. Oh, wait, no. Do you say I am well? Is that how this is supposed to work? I am well is the proper... We're teaching the kids. Uh, no, we're yeah, not. So then, no, we're not. This is... So, the, so I am good. <laughs> <laughs> yar, yar, I be good. Uh, nah, are we teaching the kids? Yeah, we may be sometimes. I don't know. If they listen with their parents, right? Because... <laughs> this is the Fogey podcast, right? Maybe sometimes. Sometimes it feels like it. Michael, is this the Fogey podcast? If you listen closely, you can hear our rocking chairs creaking. If you listen closely, you can hear my back in extreme pain and cracking every time I move. Ouch! What'd you do? I don't know. Honestly, I had to go buy a heat pad. Um. It's it's the hip bones connected to the backbone, you know that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Lumbar, it's, everything's connected, and it's all it's all not gravy. But we're not here to complain. We're here to be happy. Today, I give you the news, gentlemen. The news. The news that though they have yet to get rid of the show more options in Windows 11, they have deigned to move the properties. Uh, item to the first context menu. Uh-huh. Well, that saves one step in some instances. It saves one step for my daily work for this podcast. <laughs> well, I like where, it then. That's where, where and I click the properties button at least once a week. So that's much nicer. <sighs> Thanks, Microsoft. I think, gentlemen, though we are not in charge of Microsoft, we are in charge of something here that has waxed. It has waxed too long. It is time to convene the rules committee. Hear ye, hear ye. The rules committee is now in session. We proposed months ago some food rules. We've had time to stew. (laughs) I've been waiting for a while to do that joke. Uh, It's a bad one. And I kept waiting. Okay. <laughs> you know, you had all that time to reconsider, and then you went with it anyway. That shows commitment and dedication. No food for the gram proposed by Michael was rule number one for the book of food rules. Michael, would you like to recap what that means? Does that mean you're not allowed to take photos of your food? What does it mean, no food for the gram? No, no, no. no absolutely not. No food for the gram should be, should be qualified as... No food, maybe no food for the clicks mm. in that mm-hmm. if you're going to if you're going to post a recipe for someone to follow, that's fine. If you want to throw up like what you had for lunch onto onto the screen to make it look pretty. <laughs> hold on. Hold yeah. on. Don't yeah, throw up. However, <laughs> however, OK, sure. You want to throw it up on your screen. You do you. <laughs> I heard it. It was too late. <laughs> um, it was already on its way out, huh? <laughs> Yeah, can't hold that one back. Um, but don't don't create food posts that are simply to gain likes. Your and biggest follows. example was the tabletop nachos that no one would eat from in yes. the real world. Yeah, you are you are just doing this for people to watch the video and have a reaction. Mm-hmm. That is apparently often the case with many things doing it for the clicks. Apparently, I found out uh, before I was laid up and could not return to the gym uh, that it is impossible to get protein powder currently, except for like big bags of it at Costco, because uh, shooting it dry is a TikTok thing. Bro, all you have to know is that if anything is a TikTok thing, we're too old for it, and you shouldn't involve yourself. Even uh, if you're not too old for it, you probably shouldn't involve yourself. <laughs> In this instance, that's certainly true. But I feel like, at this point, we, this 
the members of this podcast are probably too old to involve ourselves in TikTok really at all. I that's for the youth. I think you know? you're unfortunately correct. I would I would say uh among the many reasons not to participate in the internet. <laughs> Uh, losing yourself down the, the hole of TikTok. And maybe, you know, uh, if you're of the youth and you find value in TikTok, email us. <laughs> if you know how to email, email us. Uh, and tell us, uh, what the value of TikTok is. Cause it just seems like, uh, a, a black hole of time. And I can understand the, the desire to lose time in a black hole. I mean, Instagram for, the aged among us was similar uh and they added reels because of tiktok right um but it feels like maybe black holing your time at this uh era of beginning is not valuable i could be playing aiden during that time is what i remember every time i start to go down that like click hole on the internet in general you know mm-hmm. yep it's like oh wait hold on you've been on this for 10 minutes you probably really shouldn't be doing that. I mean, it, it even goes down to like watching and I don't, I don't know. Podcasts are cool because you can do other stuff. But like after I finish watching the weekly gamers nexus video and maybe one video after that, like the suggested train on YouTube even is a problem. Uh, make sure there's value, right? Uh, a little bit. And it- yeah, I would say, in fact, almost never is clicking on a recommended YouTube video a good idea. You went sure. to the video that you're watching supposedly for some reason. Yeah. You probably have no reason to watch any of the related videos. Yeah. So uh, in that vein, doing things for the clicks is also probably a waste of your time in general. All right. Uh, uh, public voting or do we vote like in secret? How does the Supreme Court do it? I mean, I think they know who voted for what. Okay. Well, I vote in favor. I mean, I, I also vote in favor. I I proposed it, so, yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, you can find we're, out we're that all your good idea was a bad idea later on, right? Uh, okay. Well, rule number one is in the book, and it was not that controversial. So, uh, we have to move on to rule number two. Don't imposter. I proposed this rule, and it uh, didn't go well. I think the original idea behind it was calling a sushi a burrito a burrito is not a burrito. Right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think having thought about it, just because I dislike it doesn't mean that it's a correct rule. I'm glad you came to that conclusion because I was going to have to say something along those lines <laughs> if you didn't. I think you, your rule might have lost this vote, Andy, if it had come to that. So I would like to table that rule in its entirety for the time being. Uh, we're going to refer to the select subcommittee for... <laughs> reconsideration at a future date to be determined okay there you have it tm there is only one food rule in the books and that is no food for the clicks we have changed it michael to the clicks yeah. uh no more gram because that was confusing no food for the clicks and uh that one is the inaugural uh bill of food food rights uh mm. number one pretty pretty valuable i think so uh if you reserve the right to reorder these rights in the future i don't know (laughs) i don't know it came first so you know it kind of matters because if subsequent rules end up in conflict we have to reconvene in 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 entirety so uh speaking of subsequent rules podcasts at wewergamers.com uh if you have food related uh, not always uh, negatives. This one starts with the word no. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it could be positives, you know? Maybe for our next round of food rules, we think of positives. Uh-huh. 
There you have it. Okay. Positives. Tell me, Michael. Do you have a positive review of Top Gun, the film? No spoiler review? I do. I do. Um, it is it is thoroughly enjoyable. Um, I, from the standpoint of, of the action, I think I agree with people that it is better than the original. Ooh. I don't know if I'm quite ready to go out on a limb and say that the new one is better on the whole than the original. Uh, I think in part because... So much of what makes the second movie work is the nostalgia that you have remembering and, you know, for a lot of people having rewatched multiple times, the original. I mean, I I personally support that uh, thesis because my top Star Wars movie was New Hope, even though I like Rogue One better. It's built on New Hope. So how do you get better than the one that it's built on, you know? There are there are parts that it that I think it does better, um, and it's it's a great movie on the whole. But I think, and I think one of the things that it does best is that it doesn't it doesn't just lean heavily on the nostalgia to carry the movie. Like it's a good movie in its own right. A vitally important thing. Uh, yeah, good point, JJ. Good point. Uh, cool. Uh, I assume the action is more and more nonstop than before. Yes. You know, it's been 30 years, 36 years. Um, and the action is commensurately better. What? Plans How is he are... still in the military? That's oh, what it's, I know. That, that seems that to does be get explained. Thing. Yeah. That, that does, that does get explained. Is Val Kilmer in it? I gotta know. I guess that's a spoiler, but I want to know. I'll, I'll give people a minute to turn it off. But yes, Val Kilmer is <laughs> yeah. in it. Iceman. All right. If people are back, uh, Val. K- no. <laughs> uh, cool. Anything else that you wanted to uh, throw out there on the Top Gun front? Uh, go see it. Let us know what IMAX, you think. Theater, home, HBO. What are we, what are we talking about? Ooh, I would, I would, it's one I would go see on a big screen. Apparently Hideo Kojima has seen the movie three times and cried during two of them. According to the internet. I can, I can understand that. I mean, the, <laughs> the nostalgia, the nostalgia is real. Hideo Kojima. Hey. He tweeted it. I'm saying it's not like, you know, he I know. didn't have to tweet that he was going to see it a I third have, time and was ready to cry again. He didn't have to I say ha- that. I respect the man immensely. He's clearly talented at making video games. And I find his desire to be the next Hollywood thing um, cute in a non-judgmental way. And... uh Anytime someone says something like exactly what you said just there, I just can't help but crack up and hmm. just be like, ah, Hideo Kojima, okay. The man who makes like more video game and v- movie and those sorts of references than any other video game person that I know, like, of course he would go see Top Gun four oh, kidding. times or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. has the same vibe as like half of those Metal Gear games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have to let this out of the bag. Uh, I found Sonic Two to be better than Sonic One. Just gonna leave that there. Yes, I the watched movie, it. You, the movie is better. Yes. You say? Uh huh. Yeah. I watched them both. Now, I don't know why. Uh, I just was curious. I made it through both easily. Yo, if you, have, if you have kids that are of an appropriate age to see that film, they will enjoy it quite a bit. There's, good, there's dancing and floss. who it's made for. Yeah, it is who it's made for, and you gotta go into it with that in mind. You know, there's dancing and flossing and whatever references. 
you excited for the Mario movie to fall under these same kind <clears> of <throat> territory? Uh, isn't that Mario movie going to be written by the Lego people? Am I crazy? I have no idea. Is uh, it? No, no clue. I think it's being animated by them, but I don't know if they're writing it. I don't know. Honestly, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. I have no idea. I've you know, uh, Jack, my... Jack Black and Seth Rogen are in it uh, playing Donkey Kong and Bowser. How do you not <laughs> have slight interest in figuring out what's going on there? I'm pretty sure Keegan and, and who's the other one? One other comedy. Was it? Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, oh, Keegan-Michael yeah. Key is playing Toad. He's playing Toad. Who? Who's the other one I'm thinking of? Charlie Day. Charlie Day's in it, but I don't remember who yeah. he's... Uh, Luigi. He's going to play Luigi. Yeah, uh, whatever. I'll watch it. I'm stupid. Okay. <laughs> 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 you know, what do you want me to say? Nope. I don't, That's it. I mean, I don't, it can't be worse than watching through all the, the DCU movies. Let it let yes, good point, Mike. Gotta be better. It's gotta be better than um, that. Let's put it in a in a frame of reference here. I will not watch trailers, and I will not read reviews, and I will watch it when it hits HBO, and I will probably have an opinion similar to Sonic, which was like, huh. I just gotta say though, uh, Jim Carrey really leaves it all out there, and that is one reason to watch. If you're like a Jim Carrey person. It's probably worth it. Jim Carrey wanted that paycheck and let everyone know. Oh, dude. <laughs> at a certain Earned point, every penny of it. No, at a certain point, you're like, you, you're, you're over doing it in the pay department. Like, there's no reason he had to go this hard, but I'll, um, I'll take it. There's a lot of stuff that I enjoy. Anyway, uh, that's enough about Sonic really really that's enough just <laughs> we're good uh quick quick hits since we're in the in the cinema land uh let's do, just throw a giant spoiler warning up here for obi-wan kenobi um here you go that's it there's your spoiler warning what do you do you guys uh you're gonna make it to the end what's up yeah, I, uh, I I love a good jailbreak episode. Yeah. So, uh, JJ. Yes, hello. You've played Jedi Fallen Order. Uh huh. That is the same place. Yeah, I, I noted some things that I r- recalled somewhat from that place. Essentially, the same this the same path that they take to get out of there. Uh, I didn't remember it being all the way underground underwater, but I that's how they escape at the end of that scene. Was it? Yeah. He breaks the glass. He breaks the glass. Okay. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was very funny that it ended kind of similarly uh, in both of their experiences. And yet at the beginning of that, they're like, no one knows what the inside of this place looks like. And I'm like, Cal Kestis does. Go find well, him. Yeah. We know he he could be dead. You don't know, right? Uh, maybe it depends on where in the timeline uh Jedi Survivor comes here, which is very confusing considering it seems like okay. We said it. Uh, spoilers: the Grand Inquisitor is dead, but he's definitely in that trailer for that game. Hmm. So you know, it could be that uh, the Grand Inquisitor is dead. TM. It, right. Dead. Dead. Darth Maul style. Right. I mean, the, Darth Maul got cut in half. I felt like that was enough to prove that he was dead. But apparently, you learn so all sorts of things happen in Star Wars. And, you know, who knows? And that guy got, he only got stabbed. I feel like that's totally solvable problem. So after last week's, uh, let's say, disappointing fandom, I went through and did a lot of internet blocking of things. So I have no idea what the internet thinks of this show anymore. I, I kind of don't care. I just want to know what you guys in general are feeling like, uh, after, uh, after that little escapade. Uh, I think I'm with you, JJ. I like a little good escape, escape, escape. Yeah. I think the, 
I think the disappointment that people are having with this show is they were expecting like OMG cool epic Star Wars stuff, but like this is like a small character story, mm-hmm. uh, and that is not exciting to some people, I assume. Um, but I think I'm enjoying it just fine. The cool rescue scene and them escaping in the snow speeders, which I thought were only for snow apparently, but now aren't. Uh, that was cool. I like, I like that that snow speeder was like inches from Reva and she was just never like able to reflect the shot. At it. That was funny. Yeah, it was that cool was a, to see that the snow speeders. Was, yeah, I totally loved it. I was like, I, I didn't laughed. know you could fit three people in one of those. I laughed out loud at, uh, oh, it was modified from the snow speeder. Uh, that we've seen before because the way it opened was just to the back so it was clearly, uh, okay it was clearly like modified the for passenger other... version this is the sedan yeah. version <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the it's got the backward facing uh seats you know like a like a seven seater like a like a state old station wagon yeah it's a yeah a station wagon uh it was cool to see re- it's always cool to see repurposed stuff right and i had a good laugh i don't know that character's name but when he's just like, you got to get out of here. I don't want anything to do with you. It was definitely the uh, the meme of like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Where he just turns it around instantly where <laughs> yep. you're like, yep. and you want my help? All right, fine. You got it. I was like, wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> Go back. Yeah. The, the guy agreeing to be like, I know exactly what they're capable of. And that's why we're going to do it. And it's like, okay, nice. <laughs> Not how I expected this conversation to go. He was still angry out. when he said it. I was like, you know, it was so, so good. That was funny. Um, I saw a post online that uh, something that we had talked about before that uh, I was jokingly like, and I think we all joked a little bit about it was like, oh, Leia doesn't remember being rescued and all that sort of stuff. And it's kind of weird that she sends Ben the message that she sends him if she was rescued. Uh, I don't think it really would matter at all for the story that this happened. And she still named her son, Ben, because Luke would have told the story of Obi-Wan multiple times and called him Ben since he know knew him as Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that honorific would still have that amount of weight but it is it is uh it was a little like photo meme of like her sitting next to him in that transport and then her naming her son ben you know was like oh yeah good point it's more connected than it was before i guess the thing to me about the message that she sends in new hope is she wouldn't have said oh well you know you served my father in the clone wars i need you to help me she would have like said Hey, remember that time you saved me before I could really use your help again? Like, that would have been a much more, you know, had this all been designed in this order, which obviously it wasn't, so, you know, who cares? Well, don't worry. In uh, 15 years, when they re-release those movies in 8K, they'll they'll dump that in. in. They'll dub it (laughs) in. It'll be the uh, new, new version. They'll take all the Lucas additions out, but they'll add that in. So Han will shoot first again, but yeah, they'll but Leia break, will they'll now tell Ben in other ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless unless at the end of the series here he messes with her memories. Hey, yeah, could okay, be. I mean, yeah. you know, could Jedi, we don't know. Jedi abilities, no, right? You you bring up a great point. I mean, it's definitely possible. I I still am in the phase of like, what? Hold on, what? does this she ever a... does she ever see Obi Wan on the Death Star? No, right? No, she never sees him on the Death Star. And so, like, what if it's like, oh, the next time, you know, I'll th- these memories will come back when you see me again, and then she never sees him again. She sees... Does she see him fighting Vader in the distance? Because she tries to get Luke to get on to the Falcon. So maybe she yeah, might... She, put, yeah, but I think he's at, the, he's at the back of the line in that scene, I think. I think they're all in front of him, and he turns and sees Ben... Well, she knows he was on the Death Star because afterwards she comforts Luke in the Falcon. Right. But, you know, I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe maybe she does get her memory messed with. That would be a very interesting twist. I mean, it would make it would make sense in the safer for her and him. And we know and we know there are Jedis who can do things with memories, right? The 
The third I mean, sister was doing sister. that, right? Yeah, she yeah. can pull memories out of people's head. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love uh, that I have made a deeper connection watching this show with something that I like, which is uh, I'm a big fan of Luke's Return of the Jedi lightsaber. I, hack, I have the uh, Disney prop one, the metal one from Disneyland, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the green one. Uh, the look of it was so much so different than everything else in Star Wars. Um, and unlike the original saber, which is just a cylinder and, you know, it was Anakin's and all that, it was Luke's and that was cool to me. I never noticed before because it probably wasn't that apparent. It was probably apparent to like a lot of people, but it wasn't apparent to me that Obi-Wan's now that we've seen his lightsaber like 10 times, his lightsaber is almost identical to Luke's later lightsaber. They look Uh, very close. They are very similar. And so if you think about Luke in the later stage of his life as that teacher that becomes a Jedi, you know, he Mm -hmm. takes Yoda's blade color and Obi-Wan's saber design and blends them together. I think that's a very cool thing that 10,000 people on the internet have already realized, but I, but I realized well, it for I myself. I want to say that uh, the only thing that is unfortunate for you is that you never see Yoda with a lightsaber in the original three movies. Hmm. So that's there's, true. that's not a thing that could have developed that way. However, because it was green, it does make a great connection and symbolism that way. And who knows? It's possible George Lucas had was one of those people who had like billion hours of backstory for tons of things. And it, that's totally possible. A thing he could have known. Yeah. I, I get, yeah, I, I understand your point. I think it's still cool. If, if even if it wasn't intended symbolism, it's there now, right? Oh yeah. I mean, even but, if no, it's, I think it's good now. Yeah. It could totally be reverse, good. reverse symbolism too. Like, Oh, we made Luke's green. Uh, the intention was for it to look like Obi-Wan's but be different. Maybe we should make Yoda his other team. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It, no, it's right? like, like I said, it fits now and it's, it's cool. It I is hope, perfect. I hope, I know that I'm not the first person to think this, but I did come to it on my own, which was very satisfying uh, as a fan of that saber design. Okay, that's enough uh, Obi-Wan for now. I think it's time to move on to making my own uh uh weapon of choice you guys i did it i'm a madman i don't know why i did it it ended up being kind of strange i alluded to this a few weeks ago i took apart a playstation 5 controller Uh why well up until a few weeks ago it was really hard to get the scuff version (laughs) Okay. And I kind of, I kind of wanted to try. There's a different type of actuated button on the scuff controllers that a lot of people like for first person shooters, and it's called like a clicky buttons. You know, they feel like mouse actuations when you use them. There's basically like half a millimeter of travel before the button's activated. Um. So, obviously, it disables the cool triggers I talked about last episode. Uh, But I was kind of interested in trying that out. And then it also... I'm trying to find an image. It also came with the back buttons that I really, 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 really have come to love on the uh, Xbox Pro controller. So, this is kind of what the bottom looks like now with the additional buttons and stuff attached. And, uh, yeah, so what you do is you buy this kit from uh, an aftermarket company. I won't give them the name since I don't know how good it is yet. And you take apart your controller. And there are, let's say, destructive and non-destructive ways to modify the controller to accept these buttons and these additional buttons, like except the new trigger buttons and accept this thing on the bottom that, that, uh, adds on the, uh, mappable back buttons. I chose the non-destructive way in case I don't actually like the clicky triggers. 
Smart. Because you, you mm-hmm. it's like cutting wires, soldering stuff, all sorts of weird things. Um, I will say my only review so far is that a scuff controller would still feel more like a, a heavier Xbox Elite controller than this thing, which feels like a... Oh, it's got a rubberized grip and some extra buttons on it, but it still feels a little bit like a PlayStation controller. Um, the inside of your controller is a weird place, you guys. I don't... I understand why they've gotten so expensive. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. I, multiple times, uh, started to see the next step and thought, ooh, I could break this entire thing if I... <laughs> I mean, I was pulling ribbon cables out, attaching new ribbon cables. Uh, it was a lot. There was a lot going on in there. And, you know, there's like four or five wires that are soldered onto boards. And you're like, okay, I have to pull this board off of that board without snapping these wires off the solder. And then tilt it a different direction while the thumbsticks are still attached. You know, it was like modding yeah, a I controller mean, is weird. You sound like you're like less than a step away from soldering at which point i'm gonna say no uh there so there were two steps uh where you they gave you the option to solder stuff if you wanted to get certain buttons mappable you have to solder onto the board uh more wires i still have those wires i thought "Mm, i'm not gonna solder this because that's somewhat destructive and then there were other things in there that you uh, you cut some uh, motor actuator wires as well. And I was like, mm, I, if I want to go back to the old version, this would then be a problem. I'd have to strip them and resolder them. This seems like a bad plan as well. So uh, it's a test run to see if this thing's any good. If I'm really, really in love with these types of triggers, I may even still disassemble this and buy the scuff one. Uh I don't know. It's an experiment. It's it's interesting to try out these buttons and stuff. It seemed like the cheapest way to do it. So, I don't know. I'll report back. But uh, modding a controller was... I have taken apart multiple SNES and NES controllers to clean them. <laughs> it's a whole different world inside of these things. You know, those uh, NES controllers are like 40 years old. I I know JJ I know but like I, I couldn't I, just, I couldn't I imagine need to make how you much feel, I just need to make you feel old I couldn't imagine how much stuff they had packed into there it was it was a lot especially with the adaptive triggers there's there's a whole mechanism of like gears and motors and all that just for the triggers so yeah I mean how do you think that stuff just works when you, I, it doesn't just work you know I know I know. It's crazy. Okay. Uh, that's that. I have not used it playing Aiden, but I have played more Aiden. I have questions. Oh, let's hear it. Yes. Why do I have to walk around to every single shop instead of having a central place I could access all the shops? I think the game would be like five hours shorter if you didn't. That's probably would, the answer to that. That would be pretty nice. <laughs> Uh, so you'll actually start to find I found this and started doing it is that depending on which shop you want to go to, it's sometimes easier to warp to a different part of the city and then warp back to the section that you want to visit. Oh, you want to go to it, that weapon shop? Actually go to 2nd Street and turn around. Right. Because it prioritizes where you enter based on where you are. Smart. Okay. Uh, the stamp rewards, is that destructive or non-destructive? I.e., is it a reward for just hitting a marker? Like, he has five ore there for ten stamps. Do I lose my stamps if I buy that? No, it's like a... No, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, it's just, you got five, here's a free thing. Okay. Next time, you will get five more, and then you have ten. My stow pack was full, and I picked up a potion. Does that go to storage, or did it get deleted? Storage. Okay. When you drink a potion, does it go to the whole party or just one person? Ah, it goes to the whole party. That was a that was a good thing to learn. Yep. And it also is true for the potions that like increase your defense or your 
you know, your resistances or your attack or whatever. But I, I think I remember them saying only one of those can be active at a time. Yes. Yep. Okay. And if you rest at your house, it removes them. Oh, yeah, if you can, and if you, you end, end the day your at day. Your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, did this potions? This is the next question. Do the potions stack with the in buffs? I believe they do. Yes. Do the but potions? I'm not 100 percent sure if they stack. Like, if you get an attack buff and then drink an attack potion, do they stack? I'm not Ooh. sure. Yeah, that that I don't know. The food that you can make at the uh, tavern. It says plus 500 HP plus five, plus five max HP. Yeah, your the answer is the stat boosts are permanent. The five HP is permanent. Yes. So why wouldn't I just make that a lot? Mm, you totally can. You can, but it's going to be a lot of grinding. I see. You will okay. run out of the ingredients for those very quickly. Well, you can just purchase them, you, right? Yes. Uh, you know what you can also do with money? Everything else. <laughs> yeah. So money's money is going to be your limiting factor through almost the entire game. Oh, it's not very prevalent, huh? It, eventually, the... Uh, the weapon upgrades and the armor upgrades start costing thousands and it's hard to get thousands. I see. I have done every upgrade available to me. I have yes, upgraded. always, always do that. I have yes. upgraded the sword and the, I renamed my whole, did you guys rename your weapons? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I renamed my holster axes flying infinity because that's extremely cool i will actually become (laughs) by the end game that actually becomes accurate oh okay okay cool (laughs) yeah i saw that when uh, i upgraded her armor now she has two jumps like a double jump yeah and there there are a couple more unlockables as you keep going cool for each character cool and uh garu can now block which was interesting yes gotta be Uh, quick with that block can't oh yeah you don't have a lot of time the team attack thing is cool too uh the team attack thing gets extended as you get like higher levels and do more things yeah to the point i think what is it at the end michael is it four or five um you get an extra level for completing each of the successive stamp cards oh so i think it's i think it's i think it's five if you don't get the the last item from the uh from the trade shop. Are there really 160 stamps in this game? Yes. Yep. How? I mean, a lot of them More are stuff quick. keeps happening. Yeah, it, like a lot of it is you've unlocked everything you think you have unlocked, but there's more. I see. Right? Yeah. Okay. Also, there's there's a lot of there are a lot of times where you'll be working on a particular uh quest for someone or trying to get uh, a specific item to drop and on the way you'll collect things that you need for another quest and as soon as that quest comes up you just talk to the person again and it's done how can i tell many many instances of things never sell anything except for things that are listed as like only wanted by traders for currency okay how can i tell if my storehouse is getting full or does it is it infinite? I never it's, it's had a issue. Yeah. There's okay. there's actually an achievement for getting one of every item in your storehouse at the same time. Ooh. Gonna go ahead and tell you don't don't bother. <laughs> That's a hassle. Michael hundred <laughs> percent of the game, he did it. I, I did, but by the end of the game there wasn't a whole lot that I didn't already have because I followed JJ's same rule of don't sell anything that's not the uh the artifacts artifacts are the thing that i can safely sell they're at the bottom of your list and they're named things like you know shell and ancient currency and monster fossil or something like that that. all goes to like the pawnbroker whatever yeah Yeah. if you go to the pawnbroker they usually give you like a few hundred or some more depending on how rare the various things do those keep off for the one of everything yeah, I'm sure that they yeah. do. Oh boy! All right, but they're not limited. You can you can keep finding them in the same places. Broken ogre horn. 
Yeah, that's a crafting material. Don't get rid of that one. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the more you upgrade that pawnbroker, the more money you get from selling stuff. I assume upgrade happens from just doing quests for the person? Yes. Yep. Okay. And the quests will unlock in waves, right? You'll do a thing in the story, and then all of a sudden you'll go back to town, and you have it's like tons of quests, quests until until you yeah. do 30 quests, and then you get more story. No, I mean, you could just continue, plow ahead with the story and not do the quests. That's allowed, too. But Oh, okay. I Sometimes I've been gated by side quests. stuff. Yeah. All yeah right. So, like, some of the... In order for some of them to unlock, right, it's like, okay, we need you to do these ones. We also need you to, like, you know, get, you know, X stamps or whatever. But no, I, I was doing most of the side quests, and so then I didn't, didn't run into it. Mm. Okay. I'm about to fight the load golem after this podcast, so... Oh yeah, good one. Okay. Yeah, that uh, the toughest fight I've had so far was that weird wolf. Just because I couldn't get the timing down. Oh yeah, the the wolves are really fast. Yeah, yeah. I. There's a fight later with the wolves that I had trouble with for sure. Yeah, I like uh, I found the fishing spot, so I got to found a fishing spot yes uh-huh. correct <laughs> uh i guess there's one per dungeon maybe i think could be and then uh i need to craft or get a fishing rod i guess because i didn't have one when i showed up there but i know yeah. that the so tool you, guy you, has it yeah yeah you'll get there cool that's my aid in report that's Good. a fun game man i like that game I am surprised by knowing that it's like a lot of fetch questing and still not being like that upset by it. I think we should talk next week about another game that's similar to this. I'm going to write it down for next week. Uh, You guys might like it if you liked this game. I wrote it down. Okay. Uh, That's enough. We talked about Aiden a lot. uh, So I'm just checking in to let you know where I'm at and ask questions. Uh, JJ, you also have played a game that's not Aiden. That's true. Brothers, are you ready to listen to the word of the emperor of mankind? I was wondering if you were going <laughs> with 40k when you said brothers, and I was like, no, nah, he can't be talking about 40k. Are you two here to fight against the foul demons? Uh, oh, only if I'm a space marine. Because their armor is better than the <laughs> the guard. Right. I always played as space marines, but I respect hey, the guard, you know. Uh, uh, Andrew, uh, do you want to use the correct terminology? And I'm glad you brought this up, actually, because when was the, uh, you? I'm sure you haven't played 40K in a long time. Uh, Adeptus when, Astartus, because they can't be called space marines anymore because it's not, uh, uh-huh. it's not trademarkable. Just like the Imperial Guard can't be called that either. Uh, uh, so they are called the uh, Munit... Munit- Torum, administratum Munitorum. Uh, the Astra Militarum. Oh, Astra Militarum. <laughs> administratum Munitorum is the people that get them their bullets. I Sorry. believe you. No, I, I will find the link. Continue talking about whatever game anyway, you say. <laughs> uh, I wanted to say that just because like, I found that and I was like, ah, oh, come on. Like, it's they were the Imperial Guard. It was a good name. Why do we have to call them this? That's dumb. So like they use the real those like the trademarkable names I, now all the time, and they don't use like the other names anymore, which sucks. I compl- I conflated two words. There's adeptus administratum, and there's departmento munitorum. I I'm I messed up. They're they're connected though. I believe you. Uh, so I have been playing Warhammer Forty Thousand Chaos Gate demon hunters oh so this isn't even about adeptus astartus it's uh uh what's the gray knights new thing uh they're they are called the gray knights no they have another uh the inquisitoris something okay you keep going i'll find that one for you too (laughs) i mean there is an inquisitor in this game uh as part of the ordo malleus yes Uh Uh uh-huh um but yeah, the the Grey Knights uh, are the faction you play as in this second uh, the, foundings. Cool. The space the space marines who use the psychic abilities. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Chapter uh huh. Chapter six six six. Yes, 
this is an XCOM style tactics game. Oh, cool. I huh. didn't know anything about this game. I didn't know much about it either until I heard about it on some podcasts. And I was like, this sounds like it is up my alley. Uh, and it was. Uh, it, yeah, go ahead. Oh, is it? Uh, where Where did you play it? Not that it's an ad for uh, that the, service. but uh, the, where? the PC on Steam. Okay. Uh, I don't believe it's on consoles, but I could be wrong. There's no reason. I, I, I've also been playing it with mouse and keyboard. I don't know if it has controller support. Okay. Uh, but yo, it's one of those, right? You have your squads, uh, and they run around and they, you know, turn base style, uh, can do various things. You shoot the bad guys. Uh, and when you complete your mission, you go back to your ship wherein you can level up your dudes and gain new skills and upgrade your ship and all sorts of things. Right. Yep. The cool thing about 40 K is that the story does almost never matters. <laughs> I've actually kind of enjoyed the story of this That's one. That's the thing. That's the thing about 40K. It's always like just good enough to be enjoyable, but the story can be ridiculous because it's so like widely like There's spanning. A, the uh it, the tutorial mission has you fighting a bloodthirster, which is pretty sweet. Nice. Uh, uh, Michael and- a bloodthirster is like uh a king kong a, gi- a gigantic hooved <laughs> demon with horns and a giant axe uh and the he's much larger great- than you even though you're yes. a 10 foot tall superhuman yes uh and you know it's one of those where you kill the blood th- or the the commander kills the bloodthirster but the bloodthirster kills him and that's how you get promoted to be the commander <laughs> okay you generally speaking in 40k the commanders have special weapons that the yeah, you are a, don't have uh, you are so. an XCOM style commander so you're not actually yourself on the battlefield right uh anyway uh even on the battlefield one of your units will usually have something that the others don't to distinguish them so up rank all all of the units have uh, they call them classes but you know they're they're members of the gray knights but also they are like you know specialized this one specializes this is a purgator and he sort of specializes oh, in certain kinds right. of the ranged weapons. Ha- all have special weapons. The this one is a Justicar, and he's more specialized in like protecting it, uh, his brothers and also uh, melee certain melee weapons. This one is a apothecary, and he's more specialized. He has some healing abilities, but also some abilities related to like uh, more psychic powers. Uh, and I think there's a. F- uh, there's an interceptor who has a lot of abilities about like teleporting around the battlefield and doing extremely cool looking stuff, uh, but then tends to end up right in the thick of the enemies and get chopped up real good. That's been my experience with the interceptors <laughs> so far. Extremely cool, die very quickly sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's been super fun. I really, really enjoyed. It. It's hard, like XCOM is, where you can, like. You, you can sort of see the death spiral coming where like, oh no, okay, I failed a mission here. All right, it's, it's a fine. My guys will recover in like 30 days. But the next set of missions come in 15 days and you have to take the B team. And the B team is fine too, but then now they're wounded and now the next set of missions you're not recovered yet. And it, like, you know, you can sort of see that it just progressively gets worse and worse for you, right? Yeah. Um. So I have I had to restart my campaign already once because I was in that death spiral where like I had no like I had no resources to repair my ship. I had no resources to like my guys were all injured. I had no ways like I was going to lose more worlds because I wasn't able to get to the missions on them because my ship was broken and like it all this this stuff, right? And it was just going to spiral out of my control. Uh and so I restarted the campaign on day like 150 or something like that and then was able to get back to that within like three or four hours because the first like several missions are all very scripted and were had very similar enemies and then once i got back to like where i was again it was like okay now i'm like in such a better place it was much clearer that i was going to do well uh and yeah things went forward much better also man (laughs) just like in XCOM, some of those skills extremely broken <laughs> and i didn't i hadn't figured out which ones were broken before i did this time <laughs> and yeah. i 
gonna gonna find and exploit them to the best of my capability. Do you know the, what uh, version of this or what era this is all taking place in, roughly? Uh, is it connected Ka- to anything, or is it just sort of happening? Kaidor Drogo shows up. Drago, Drago. Hmm. Okay. He's the supreme chapter master of the Grey Knights. Okay. It, it was noted by the the current grandmaster that that was extraordinary and allowed at caused the grandmaster to not uh take the ship back away from the inquisitor who had commandeered it hmm all right he's not uh he's not the one that I I'm trying to remember if that's the one it's that one. was in the original uh, uh, story when they released them. I'm not going to remember while we do this podcast. This is exciting to me. Yeah, I'm uh, glad that these is, games keep coming because I have no time. And it's good. Like the important thing is like it's good and fun. And the look, man, it is like kind of super fascist, but also it's like pretty fun to go around. Like uh, most of the uh, opponents that I fought are Nurgle based, and like. You chop off their limbs and they're like kind of cool with it. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I chopped off his arm that had the gun in it, so he can't shoot me anymore. Well, his other arm is a giant tentacle, so was this good or bad? I'm not clear if this was like a benefit to me necessarily. I think, I think that because it is so hyper focused on its lore, including how ridiculously, uh, I guess the best word is fascist. Inc- the inquisitors and other stuff like that are and how everyone is just a cog in a giant meat grinding machine in this universe. I think it becomes scenery more than anything else. Oh yeah. And it's a lot of like, you know, Oh yeah. Every so many days you report your progress to the grandmaster and he basically like evaluates what you've been doing and is like, all right, you know, I'm going to take away your, like, you're not doing good enough. I'm going to take your resources away. You're doing well. Here's extra resources. Or, you know, I see you haven't been going for enough of the bonus objectives during missions. I'm going to force you to do one or else. Like mm. these kinds of things, right? And it's like, and, you know, so then you get to the mission and instead of just like complete the necessary objective, the bonus objective is like, and all that fancy armor that you use usually, what if you didn't get to use it? Oh, no. Or like, ah, you, you you do love all those bonuses you upgraded into your uh, mastercrafted weapon. None of those today. <laughs> or mm. uh, you must get this many kills with only ranged weapons, so no melee. Or the oh, other well, version, fine. right, where it's only melee kills and no ranged weapons. Sure. Uh, and they have a whole bunch of weird ones. It's like, oh, you can't use any psychic abilities in this one. Or you can't do anything like, you know, all these sorts of like bonus restrictions mm. on your otherwise standard mission gotcha michael it's been really fun michael is your game as as punishing as that no not even close <laughs> <laughs> so going to see top gun was not the only nostalgia moment in my weekend i got a notice from gog uh, good old games day yeah thursday that a game on my wish list had gone on sale for a dollar ninety seven. Oh well, that's free. Yeah, so that's that is definitely <laughs> like right. by I... this now range. Uh huh. Um, I took it way back to nineteen ninety five with this one, um, by a little publisher named Sierra Online. Oh, oh, I replayed through Torrens Passage. Oh my. Yep, great 90s point-and-click adventure. Did they update it at all? (laughs) Nope, it was still the same original game. uh, That's got to be like 480. There's no... How does it look? (laughs) How does it look? How did you even play it? it? It doesn't look as bad as I was afraid that it might. It, I mean, the quality of it basically looks just like I remember it. Okay. And maybe, maybe because, 
right? Maybe because in my head, it's just, it is at that low resolution. Like when it was still that low resolution on a much higher performing computer, it looked exactly like what I was expecting it to look like. Hmm. I don't remember the game very well. I just remember it being very, very point and click. Yes, it is was, definitely very point and click. And um, there's a weird and like it's, purple dog. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, your, your pet is a weird sort of morphing purple cat dog thing. Yeah. Did you finish but it? Was, you it? know, it can't be more than yeah, two hours it was, long. It was, it was three hours. Okay. Um, Have I ever played this game? This is one of those ones that I played at my cousin's house, I'm sure. Because I didn't have a lot of PC games as a kid. I had a few, but not a lot. I remember the bargaining to get uh, Shadows of the Empire on the PC. Uh Because I didn't have uh, N64 at the time. Right. I ended up with an N64 and then was like, dang it, I wish I had Shadows of the Empire on my 64. (laughs) But this one was good. It was a, uh, it was the exactly the right tinge of nostalgia that I, that I hoped it would be in replaying it. And it's one of those games where it's very clearly made for children, but there are a whole lot of it. It winks at the camera a whole lot. Oh, I'm sure. Right. And so as a, as a kid, there are, there are a bunch of jokes that would just go over your head and you wouldn't notice them. Because they're not the the lines or whatever aren't played up to be funny, mm-hmm. um, but as an adult, you you definitely get the humor of of what they're what they're riffing on. That's cool. I'm looking at some pictures of this game. Man, it's like still kind of pretty, despite being you know old pixel horribly art. low low resolution. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's considered to be one of Sierra Online's uh, better offerings. So at the you know at the time it was great. I think this is. Uh, I'm going to table this discussion for next time. But this is this nostalgia trip. Has, I have to talk to you guys about emulation at some point, and not okay. for this game this specifically, especially when they're available on GOG, but other stuff. I'm having a real crisis of uh, too many consoles over here. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Well, uh, man, uh, my geez, that doesn't tie in at all to F1. <laughs> I, just was hoping, yeah. I was hoping to work on that one. Azerbaijan. <laughs> I was I was sitting here working on that one a little too much. Uh, we have five minutes for Azerbaijan there, JJ. Ferrari engines go boom again. Uh, Haas, Haas engine go boom again. Uh, guess who makes Haas's engine? No. I it's forgot. Ferrari, baby. I forgot. Alfa Romeo too. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Red Bull looking smarter every day, getting their own engine going. Until theirs is the one that breaks next race, right? But I don't know. Also, the like, consistency yeah, is know. on their side now. You know, yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been a bad streak of, uh, especially because you see like Leclerc and Signs like are up at the front. Like if it wasn't for these reliability problems, these races would go so differently, right? Yeah, and you wouldn't be talking about Mercedes getting third and fourth. You know, like, yeah, totally. I, we wouldn't be having the discussion like, is Hamilton back? It'd be more like, hmm. Where, like, he was a full minute behind, Mercedes, but it looks like good on point, the chart. It, it, you know, <laughs> is Mercedes going to get second place in the constructors because Ferrari can't finish races? You th- like, Michael, that's, you hap- th- that's happening. Michael, you see somebody in fourth place, and then you see that they were a minute behind, which is half, a, if not almost a full lap. Yeah. You know, that's like, that's fourth. Wow. Okay. Uh... It really sucks. I want Magnuson to stay in the sport, and like I feel like this car keeps blowing up on him every time he's about to get points. Yeah, it was tough, man. It was really tough. I think they were in bad. Like Haas in particular didn't have very good strategy. Also, by the way, like 
Alpine had a bunch of terrible strategy calls this race too. Like they were doing well yeah. and they lost a bunch of places due to how Gun- they decided to run it. Gunter Steiner may not make it, my man. That guy might get fired. Uh, he's been in the sport for quite a few years at this point. I'd be surprised if this is the thing that gets him fired. I mean, how many years has he been with Haas and they haven't done anything? I mean, I think he's been with it since they started. Since they were called yeah. Haas, yeah. yeah. So I'd be I'd be pretty surprised. That's true. He did bring in a lot of sponsorship, so I don't know. And, and you know, it, it, before you start worrying about Mick Schumacher, uh, I think based because of who Mick Schumacher is, he could probably continue his career for like five more years, never scoring a point, and continue to have a seat. Uh, like I said, I'm worried about Magnus. <laughs> Magnus. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Unlike that Latifi guy. Get that Latifi guy out of the sport. What the heck is going on, man? You gotta finish the race. That's that's the number one problem. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. But you know, uh that street circuit is cool. Qualifying was exciting. Um I feel like for- watching Perez get passed and then them, them saying no fighting was gonna be a big deal. Everyone was going to talk about it. And then uh, Verstappen finished the race like 30 seconds ahead of him. And, and it was, just became a non-deal. It, at some point, you realize, like, look, man, the other guy is actually faster than you. <laughs> <laughs> like You beat him in, the, in that qualifying lap, but he was faster than you on the race day. Consistently right? faster. Yeah. 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 And you beat him on the other circuit where no one could pass you. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. I I think it he's a great number 2 and I I'm glad they re-signed him cuz it you know if if Red Bull is interested in doing the whole constructors again, they need that guy that doesn't crash the cars or uh Man, what's up with Ricardo? That we I know we're almost at 5 minutes here, but uh I dude, I don't know, man. He was he was I, up in like 5th place. Because, again, that's one of those where, like, he stayed out for a super long time and they didn't pit him hoping to get a safety car or something and then it didn't happen. And so then when they did pit, he dropped a bunch of places, right? Mm-hmm. The fun thing about watching F1 races is, like, it looks like things are crazy, but then, you like, if you're taking into account who is pitted and who hasn't and, like, you know, the state of things, it's actually a lot more boring. The problems happen when accidents or unexpected things happen during those windows while some people have done the thing for strategy and others haven't right well or or people like hamilton get in the back and then they have a zillion people to pass and they do it unlike everybody else yeah and i mean like magnuson passed several people in this race right he was doing well it seemed so you know it's just the yeah, this is the first year with these regulations and i know these engines are basically the same as last year oh michael Michael, have you ever thought, I own this football team and I know there's a salary cap, but what would be the penalty if I just, I just cheated a little bit and hired, like, if we won the Super Bowl and nobody knew that I was a million over the salary cap until after, what would be the penalty? Just a little light treason. So uh, treason assumes that there's codified rules about the salary cap. So which yeah, does not really so have. Michael, what if what if there was just a quote unquote penalty in the rule book without telling you what it is? <laughs> uh. <laughs> so the Red Bull this past week said, "So we're coming up against that uh, spending cap that we have, and I know some other teams are probably going to be there soon. So what are we talking about in terms of penalties here?" Well, like I think other teams have more uh, concrete and known penalties to worry about, like replacing engine components, which are oh, going to get yeah. them five to ten to pit lane starts potentially. Dude, pit lane starting for Fernando Alonso. Oh my god, how bad I, a team are you? I have heard that uh, Alpine has been having tons of issues with their exhausts. I guess, and they've gone through several parts, just like Ferrari has been going through engines but it's just less showy because the exhaust doesn't explode and cause a bunch of fire to come out of the back of the car. 
I'm so, glad. I, I think by the end of the season, it's going to be a hilarious cascade of every team replacing parts. And so everyone kind of ends up back where they were. If everyone moves back five spaces, you know, like kind of <laughs> evens out again. I'm glad to have come into a sport at like this at this time when they are doing some deep thinking about how to change their sport for the future. Uh, I mean, they're even talking about salary caps and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you, we don't have time to get into, but like, it makes the thing interesting in this kind of way where it's just like chaos behind the scenes. It, you know, I just can't imagine the NFL being like, and now the uprights are half the distance. We're taking 10 yards off the field. Every (laughs) running back has to wear, you know, like they change five or six or 10 things a season. And then, you know, like every game you're talking about, like, well, there were five penalties that game. So actually we're going to take three points off of your team's score. You know, like that kind of stuff would be nuts. I mean, like the funny thing is that in previous years, there have been issues with the penalties, like drivers accruing penalties for doing things wrong. And like people would miss races because they'd been penalized too much. Now that didn't happen like more recently. Um, but you know, some people have been getting penalties for like doing things that the stewards said they shouldn't do. And in a season with more races than ever, when you get to race like 24 or whatever, if you got like six penalties in the year, that's enough to get you a race, uh, uh, not a ban or maybe like, you know, uh, many place penalties or, you know, potentially miss a whole race. And then you have your reserve driver in, and God knows if that guy even knows how to drive the car. <laughs> Usually the reserve driver is a practice driver. So they're, they're running the year before his car on some sort of practice track somewhere. Yes. But as we've seen these cars, like the year before his car doesn't handle anything like this year's car. Good point. Good luck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got. There's a zillion things we talked about this episode. Aiden, Chaos Gate, Torrance Path. Dude, if you played Torrance Passage, Michael wants to hear from you. I do. At. You should email us at We Were Gamers. Oh, yes. Email us at the We Were Gamers. Yes. Uh, podcast at We Were Gamers. You could do that. Twitter, would be the one. Which is for yeah, the Yeah, you could find us on. Yep, we're all getting older. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us on all those places. We were gamers. Uh, you should check us out on YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe some of our videos there. Uh, a bunch of good curated content. Star Wars, Star Trek, component class. Oh, we yeah. There's a there's a carbon scoring coming at some point, and there's also a substrate transmission coming at some point. Uh, they're getting tough. I got to edit them for real. Like not just a little bit, just to really make clear what we're talking about. in some of these, they're not a mess, but maybe those shows are a mess. Compared with some of the shows we're watching now, they certainly are. Stranger Things is so good. We don't have time for that today, but Strange Things is so good. (laughs) All right, we're out.